Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Today is Friday, February 3rd. And Kenny and Peyton, I've had I've had a little bit of a, a a scare, a scare today on the on the Missouri campus. The Eli Drinkwitz doppelganger. Yeah, the Eli Drinkwitz doppelganger. Who have we talked about him on the? Have you seen him before? Yeah, I've seen him twice. Before. Yeah, Chase sent him sent that old video. That was the first time we saw him. Yeah, so apparently this is an Eli. That's the first time I've seen him. Mm. But we found out that apparently an Eli Drinkwitz doppelganger, whose name is actually Nathan Winters, uh, is not only an adjunct professor at Mizzou and follows me on Twitter. Very nice guy. Uh, but he also knows my mom. He is from Milwaukee, like me, and went to the high school that my mom taught at. So that's a little bit scary that that someone on this campus knows my mom. I would have freaked I out when he mom. said that. Your mom's been on the show. She has been on the show. Shout out, hi mom. She We're gonna have, have both the Peyton. Guests, remember her mic check? Uh huh. It was so sweet. Did she say, I, I love you, Jack? Her, yeah, she was like, I yeah. love you, Jack. I'm proud of you, Jack. That was so sweet. She also is... How did is, she turn out such a rude boy? No, she's been <laughs> delusioned because she also thinks Peyton's the nicest one on the show. I am. Which I'm nice to everybody. I don't <laughs> which my mom thinks sense. the opposite. <laughs> she, thinks, she thinks Peyton's mean to us. Well, someone's perspective Kenny, is right. That's all I'm going to say. That is not true. Unequivocally. Unequivocally. There's in the in or in the in our advertisement, it's you yelling at me about the Texans ever being to an AFC championship. It's also you. It's also you you getting up, getting up and beating up Peyton. We're not supposed to say that. You can't see it through the mic. Well, regardless, I got a video. We're gonna bring my mom's on the show sometime this semester. Peyton, we're gonna bring both your moms on the show. Okay. We're gonna make them talk, talk it out. Oh Lord! Uh, yeah, so that was my scare this morning or uh-huh. this this afternoon in the in the student center. And my question was, if that in fact was Eli Drinkwitz, and it and wasn't. my mom taught Eli Drinkwitz in high school, does that mean my mom's responsible for Mizzou football? Perhaps you Being know terrible. <laughs> no, they're not bad. They're not bad. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> um, all right, we got a good show. Um, we're going to talk Mizzou men's basketball. We have quick hits, all that stuff. And speaking of Mizzou football, we have a guest coming on, uh, very special guest, Martez Manuel, former safety turned, turned soon to be future Literal Seahawk star. Martez Manuel. Uh, Martez was good. That's that's my that's what. Sure. Martez was good. Martez was great. Yeah. Martez is Martez is the the Swiss Army knife of the Mizzou defense. Mm-hmm. I would I would say um, he's going to join us later on this afternoon. Um, and yeah, so that'll be fun. But first things first, we got Mizzou men's basketball two games. Uh, first things first, last Saturday, Mizzou 78, Iowa State, number 12 Iowa State, who have now dropped and also lost since Mizzou played them, uh, 61, big win, we'll do that game first, and then we'll talk about LSU, uh, from Wednesday, but yeah, a big ranked win, Tigers knocked off Iowa State, Peyton Kenny, thoughts, interpretations, we've done this whole thing before. Yeah, I mean, I think that was... If there was any real doubt about Mizzou being able to maybe make the tournament this year, I think that game kind of erased it. Emphatic 17-point win. That was They tied for the highest point total uh, anyone had scored against Iowa State all year. Um, nobody had really been able to score on Iowa State quite like that. And, I mean, it kind of almost felt like Mizzou left a lot on the table. I mean – the last 10 minutes or so, I feel like they kind of knew it was in their hands so long as they didn't do anything dumb and just took their foot off the gas a bit. But uh, it is really – I mean, th- this team, when they speed you up, you just have no chance of really competing. The only team I think all, that also maybe played well with their pace this year, Kansas, I think obviously matched their pace. Uh, Bama, I don't know if it was so much – pace so much as just Mizzou couldn't hit everything and in the second half Alabama hit everything um but this was a much needed win um I would think it as long as they don't have a collapse down the stretch they would be fine for the tournament uh so yeah exciting team to watch uh Saturday was just another example it really felt like one of those more complete weeks 
for yeah. Mizzou basketball. Like everything was clicking offensively. Isaiah Mosley was in the games. Uh, he's starting those games. It, it felt like maybe like those Kentucky Illinois. I know the competition's not the same. It's not equivalent. But you know these two games, you know, they won pretty handily. And it, I think it just this LSU game looked very complete on the offensive side of the ball. Everything was really clicking for these guys. I know maybe there's some little hiccups here and there. Uh, but Noah Carter. It looked good. Mm. The three ball looked great from Noah Carter. And the one thing, like, it's like he has a pretty good shot, like a pretty shot. And Phil Press even said it on the uh, Sternberg report. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Sternberg, Sternberg scoop. 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 And so he's, they asked him, who do you think has the best shot? And he's like, it has to be Noah Carter. And you see it. And there was, yeah. there was two times where he had a heat check, and he was like, yeah, my bad. You know, I don't need to be shooting it from, you know, the – what at Platt County in Missouri because he was shooting it from the logo almost and oh, oh. there's a couple times it's twice where he did that. Wow, good shout! Is that, Thank you. Is that right? Geography, yeah. Platt County's a northwest corner of Missouri. Close to it. Okay, it's it's, it's about Platt that. County is where I live in Kansas City, right around there. Well, so that's I think not... it's north of you. I know what county I live in. You live in Jackson County. No, I live. Oh, in okay. Platt it's in that area yeah. somewhere over there. Um, but yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know what county I lived in. Tell him what county he lived in. Oh, is that why the county went red this year? Yeah, it went red. But <laughs> what county I don't do you live in? Uh, Harris. But no, it just everything clicked offensively for well, this no, Mizzou team. Oh yeah, I thought you lived in Fort Bend. No, I don't. Uh, Humble County. No, it's not a county. county. <laughs> um, Moving on from geography. Yeah, everything I was clicking. Test today. I hope you failed. Got an A. Everything was clicking for this uh, Mizzou offense, and just a great showing too from this LSU game. The uh, uh, the the blank KU chants were going for a while after the song played. Yeah, the student section was kind of depleted after a while. Somebody's trying to hit the traffic. Most of them were walkers to the game, but they were still trying to beat traffic. Um, we weren't walkers. We drove smart people, but um, so you didn't everything looked traffic. good. No, we didn't. If your team is winning, uh, the traffic's fun. Yeah. Why are you also leaving early? If your team is winning, yeah, I mean, fifty seconds left because they're still trying to get used to it. Did they're you from, guys? They're sorry. from an era of Conzo basketball where right. a lot of people didn't go, and right. we're used to sitting in the fourth row, and now we're sitting like the twenty fourth, and they're just like, "Oh, what I do we do actually, when, when Mizzou's to, gonna win?" They should have grand like grandfathered in fans who were appeared at a certain number of, of Conzo, <laughs> Conzo games, games, and they could be closer. We'd be oh in the my front God, row. We'd be in the front row yeah. with that we one guy. Everyone. The one guy where kind of looks like a, a golden chicken. Have you guys seen him? <laughs> yeah. He wears like what? the overalls. I know exactly he, what you're talking. He goes about. like every Is every sport. The, the bearded dude. No, no, he doesn't have a beard. He's not oh. a part of the antlers. He stands at the. He's in the front row, closest to the press area, and he wears like a gold hat, sunglasses. Kind of looks that, like PFT commentator. I think I know who that. I think I know who that is. Yeah, it's he's at every game. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny alluded to it, but yeah, second game on on. Wednesday, Missouri 87, LSU 77. Um, another just good performance, a scoreline that I, I think you guys would agree is finished a lot closer than it probably was. Um, I, Mizzou has had that problem, and it's probably cost them net and Ken Palm ratings yeah. a lot. This is the this is the first time though that I've heard Gates kind of uh take the blame for it himself. Normally he's like, Yeah, you know, we didn't we we shut down in the final three minutes of the game and and that's why the score looks the way it was. But this time he was like, I asked him about the the ten turnovers, and I was like, Hey, only ten turnovers. That's you know a pretty good mark. They had to like 20. four in the last two. Well, minutes. so that's what he said, and he was like, he was like, Yeah, I I put us in the spot to kind of have those final two or three turnovers. You know, I need to do a better job of managing the game right at the end. Which again, we're nitpicking like crazy. They but weren't gonna win that game. They LSU were just wasn't. Being, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They were. They were gonna. They were just sloppy bringing the ball up. Right, uh, right. It was, it, but I mean that again. Like you said, that in tournaments, that's going to cost you. You got to play yeah. the complete forty minutes and whatnot. But it is what it is. I mean, a, a win's a win. Kenny mentioned it. Noah Carter looked great. He had three threes, fourteen points. Kobe Brown, I has he scored over twenty six before? I know his career high is, is thirty. He's but he's got is it, two thirty point games this year. His two. What mm-hmm. was the other one? He had Illinois and Kentucky back to back. Kentucky was also thirty. Yeah. It was also thirty. So because there's that photo or the photo of Dennis jumping right. on his back. Yeah, Kobe Brown. Mm-hmm. Kobe Brown. Uh, Twenty six points. Uh, Isaiah Mosley had twelve. Carter fourteen. And Peyton's favorite DeAndre Golston had fourteen off the bench. We need um, to let this it's DeAndre, DeAndre Golston time go away. I no, I've we don't. No, that. it's not going away. He's yeah. good. Noah Carter is the one that I've been he had fourteen points too. Yeah, at this like point, four rebounds. Digit. It was a poster game, though, so it might have been yeah, heightened poster, by a picture. Oh, oh, poster sure. game had, he also had like 
Well, then nine of those in the first why didn't four Jackson Fran- Why didn't Jackson Francois score 20 points against Vanderbilt? Because he didn't even get Jackson to play. Francois. You mean the France star? Action Jackson yeah. Francois. Uh, this LSU game, uh, oh, are we going to talk about that in ratio? Or should I should I save the? Uh, I have it. I have in ratio of the week. Okay, uh, so the the replies in the LSU uh, tweet for the game, final score, very good. I was scrolling through for like an hour after. I the actually game. have two ratios from this game. Nice. Yeah. I know the other one. Yeah. I uh, I'm very. It, it feels good to root for a team that wins like this again. You know. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. They're a fun team to watch. I My, think. Go ahead. Uh, just that that the whole thing. Uh, Dennis Gates, I mean, bringing him in, a young head coach, bit of an upstart, you know, and he brought in just the perfect brand of basketball to really re-energize a fan base as quickly as he did. I think that the non-con schedule is going to hamper them seeding time, but the first nine games they scheduled, that was exactly what this team needed, I think. I agree. Definitely. To establish its identity. Yeah. Even even the, like their older guys on the team, you know, experienced players, you know, mm-hmm. that one's going to mesh well. We saw this last year with Conzo's team. Nothing meshed well with that team. That team never, ever clicked. Yeah, I remember never. I remember one time they were coming up the floor, and I, I like vividly remember this because I could hear um, Boogie Coleman. Like He was bringing the ball up, and he, he, threw the, he threw the ball to Kobe in the corner, and Kobe was still running. And Kobe wasn't looking. And you could hear it in the arena because there was no one there. He yelled, Kobe! Just, like, really loud. And I was like, yeah, this team's, like, nothing's clicking. Yeah. It's dis- disjointed. That, 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 it's not- that the last year, like, they weren't even bad in a fun way. It was just the same mistakes over and over. We don't have a point guard. We don't have a big man. We can't shoot. Uh, our guards can't really defend if they have a fast guard. And it's just completely flipped this year. They're so fast. They play just a unbelievably fun style of basketball. Uh, yes, they're terrible defensively. They can't they're one of the worst rebounding teams in the nation, but they've fi- they find ways to overcome all that. I mean, if you're going to be really bad at rebounding and defending, you better be really good on offense and this team, I think, has more than proven at this point. It's one of the premier offenses in the nation. Yeah, it's it's in the it's in the front for a lot a lot of metrics. Um, yeah, good wins. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Mississippi State the next game on Saturday if we have time later on in the show. Um, but we'll kick it to a quick break for now. We'll go to quick hits. Um, yeah, Missouri men's basketball rolling. Two wins over LSU and Iowa State. It is currently three twelve here in Columbia. We'll be back with more unwritten rule in just a moment. Play. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We just got done talking a little Mizzou men's basketball, recapping the Iowa State and LSU wins. Like I said, we're going to talk uh, Mississippi State, the preview, a little bit later if we have some time. But quick hits time. Uh, Kenneth, first things first. The phone number is 573-557-5134. I tweeted it. 573-557-5134. 573-557-5134. Do you know what the word is that I used for 557-5134 is? I, I made it a word. I just never told anyone. What's the word? It's not a word. Uh, the bird. Golly, we have the worst conversation. <laughs> this is awful. Um, jerseys of the week. Jerseys of we're the week. We're right now. Um, Tom Brady retiring, the greatest athlete of all time. No. Undisputed Brady. GOAT. Don't care. Nothing will ever top Move Tom on. Brady. Got a Tom Brady Expos jersey as my jersey of the week because he was drafted by the Expos. Last he was player, the last, last mm-hmm. prof- active professional athlete to be drafted by the Expos, and now there's no more. Nice. The Expos are dead. So they claim all those Super Bowls. Was Ryan Zimmerman drafted by the Expos? Nope, he was the first national First national draftee? Mm-hmm. He's Mr. National. Uh, my jersey of the week, Kyrie Irving Cavaliers. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, has requested a trade because the NBA is just not original when it comes to its storyline. So they're <laughs> like, hey, Kyrie, have your 21st incident of the year. Um, Kyrie Irving Cavaliers uh, because... I don't know. They won the NBA Finals when he was there. 
They sure did. Uh, he's probably he's not going back, though. No, I don't think, think best odds are the Lakers. Of course, everyone's having a field day with that. Uh, my, my jersey of the week is the uh, Wrexham AFC home jersey. Uh, most people will know Wrexham AFC is the club that uh, the soccer team that Ryan Reynolds owns. Um, they are in a, in a very good competitive uh, tournament, basically the March Madness of soccer. It's called the FA Cup. Uh, and they throw basically like how it works, Peyton Kenny. For if you don't know, it's it's March Madness essentially, but it's every single professional level team in England. So there's like 200 teams in this tournament. <laughs> so it's like it's single elimination unless there's a tie. So you play again. The the team that's like lower down in the leagues gets the game at home. If they tie, they'll play a replay at the other team's home stadium. So Wrexham are currently trying to get into the last 16 teams. They are not in the top four leagues in England, which are considered the professional leagues, uh, and they just tied a team, so they have a replay. I at think their? this. No, they tied at their uh, place, so now they go on the road, and if they win, they'll advance to the round of sixteen. And if they and advance to the round of sixteen, they keep going. And if they win the thing, do they go? They, then they get into if, the two hundred, right? No, no. Oh, if they win the thing, the two hundred clubs, they're all in this tournament already. So okay. they've whittled it down already to like 32. So they, the, to, the fact they've gotten as far as they did is is big. Okay. So it's just fun. And they tied 3-3. Ryan Reynolds owns the team. And it was Doesn't all, someone else own the team with yeah, him? Yeah, Rob McElhinney, I think is his name. He's another actor. He's on, yeah. he's on a, um, Always That's Sunny. Right. It's Always Sunny. Yeah. I, I almost said, isn't it Charlie Day? But <laughs> it's the other it's guy. The, it's the other guy, from, yeah. Yeah. Always from sunny. It's Always Sunny. But anyway, shout out Wrexham. So they have a replay. I think it's this weekend. And if they win that, they keep going. Also, oh, okay. uh, jersey I'm wearing, Drew Holiday made the All-Star game. Um, jersey I'm wearing, oh, and it's not a jersey. That's a five slammer. It's a five slammer pajama. Shout out my parents. Shout out your parents. Um, somebody else wearing that yesterday? Yeah, it's actually Aaron's. Yeah. It's not mine. Uh, my friend Aaron. Friend Aaron. Not yeah. your friend Aaron's. Uh, spelling bee this week. I decided to go Senior Bowl. We're not really talking about it, but there's some people you should follow on Twitter. The Senior Bowl game is tomorrow. Uh, Jacob Infante, follow recurring guest. Robert K. Schmitz. No, don't follow Mike people Tana we don't know. Yeah, you want to follow Chris Farbelin, Maya Kitchens, and Jeffrey Calhoun. All. Uh, representing KCOU in Mobile, the draft or the draft starts in Mobile is the hashtag. Those are the people you want to follow, along with Jacob Infante, friend of the show. Yeah, and that's we're gonna segue into the sports spelling bee as the Senior Bowl. I'm gonna need both of you off the dock off this it. week. It's not as hard. I'm off it. Not as hard this week. I decided to make it a little bit easier after really throwing you off for a loop. Um, I learned how to spell um, um, red. No, L S T E R. I forgot it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, you ready? First yeah. name. If you get, if you paid, and I think you you might be able to tell me where the schools are. Jack, I don't even remember the schools. I told myself Fair I would. Enough. That's okay. Um, Rajon Wright. Rajon Rondo. You don't, don't know. know. Don't okay. Know well, I'll look it up while you try to guess. Rajon Wright, like Rajon Rondo. No, it's not spelled like that. Rajon Wright. I'm gonna get this the first letter it's wrong. Probably Ray, like R A. It's Rajon Wright. Instead of just R A. R A. No. Yep, I knew it. He played. He goes. We went to Oregon State. R E. Yes. Uh, J-O-N. No. S-H-A-W-N. It's, so Rajon is R-E-J-Z-O-H-N, and then Wright is W-R-I-G-H-T. Uh, okay. I've seen that Did before. Did you say Z is in zebra? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's Rajon. Okay. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that before. I'll give that one to Kenny. Uh, Shamari Connor. Shamari Connor. I've heard S- that name. H- I couldn't tell you the school. A-M. He played in the ACC, if that helps. A-R-I. Say it again. S H A M A R I. No, there's no S. S. No. Oh, there's no. S. Oh, is what? it Chamari? Chamari. Oh, C H A M A R I. You definitely said Shah. Okay, we got it right. Here. Connor. C O N N O R. No. C O N N E R. Correct. Uh, do you want to guess where you went to school? ACC school. Maryland. No. Maryland. <laughs> That's an ACC school. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Virginia Tech. Oh. You weren't gonna get it. Shout out. Uh, Zach Pickens. George Pickens. Z A C H. Nope. Z A C K. Nope. What? Z A C X. Nope. Peyton. You Z-A-K. ran out of. Z A K. Z A K. Nope. Z A C K. Nope. I said that. Z A K K. Nope. I'm out of guesses. <laughs> it is Z A C C H and then P I C K E N S. Move on. Uh, Zach Pickens is from an SEC school. Georgia. Defensive lineman. Oh. Mizzou played at his school this year. Beat him. Florida. Beat him. Uh, 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 South Carolina. There you go. Did I give it away? 
No, I had to just guess. I knew, you know, I knew that. I knew. I was doing the sandstorm. I'm doing the sandstorm dance that Martez did. Uh, Nick Broker. Rocky Top South Carolina. The last name. Barely know her. N I C K. B R O K E R. B R what? O K E R. No. B R O C K E R. That would be Broker. Okay. B R O K A R. No. You are. I R. The ending is not the issue. B-R-O-E-K-E-R. He also is an SEC player. He did not play against Mizzou this year. ACC? No, he's an SEC player that did not play against Mizzou this year. NC State. SEC player. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Florida State. Dude! (laughs) Oh, South Alabama. He's an offensive tackle from Ole Miss. That's ACC. Okay. Move on. Um, my best beat of the week. I failed everyone last week with my beat. Yeah. They only won by eight points. They were also losing by like two or four at one point. So, um, never ever take the big loss. Score, uh, score check. Kenny's one and one. Peyton's one oh and one because his second one pushed. Because Niagara pushed. I am two and oh because I only So we didn't make any cover. money and it didn't matter. The parlay, Nothing matters. The parlay didn't hit. Kent State, we got a Big Mac showdown tonight. Kent State against Akron in, in Akron. At 8 p.m., I'm taking the Golden Flashes minus one over the Akron Zips. All right, I'm going to speed through this because we're running out of time. Uh, Quinnipiac minus four and a half over Fairfield. Fairfield is terrible. Just look at the Ken Palm and Torvik rankings. I couldn't tell you one player on either, but I know Quinnipiac's good this year. Uh, Torvik thinks they'll win by eight. Give me Quinnipiac. Uh, my best beat, I'm picking another team to cover. Give me the Columbia Lions. Ah, ah, to cover against Penn. Uh, I do know a player on their team. His name is Geronimo Rubio De La Rosa. You can't bet on my boy G. De La Rosa. Penn is Go pretty Lions. good. Nope, they're on a three-game losing streak. They got Jordan Dingle. Columbia's due. I do like Jordan Dingle, but whatever. Um, Go Lions. Segwaying, uh, Dirty Birds of the Week. My Dirty Bird is Jalen Hurts' right hand. He shook the hand. Of Jim Beheim. I don't know why he was at a Syracuse game in the first place. But he's a Jim Beheim is in a rut. Random. The Orange aren't really winning, and I don't think that's going to be good mojo for the Super Bowl. Good call. Uh, my Dirty Bird of the Week is Niagara men's basketball for not covering. Uh, you should have beat the crap out of Manhattan, not <laughs> pushed. Uh, my Dirty Bird is an actual bird, the Dodo Bird. Uh, scientists are bringing an ambitious plan to bring back Dodo Birds and woolly mammoths. I feel like we've heard the, that headline a million times. Well, it's happening this time. Happening again. Peyton, what'd you learn? Uh, the most notable retirement best thing I learned this week, AJ, uh, AJ, Ajay, Ajay, AJ, Ajay, Jayaram, uh, famous badminton player in <laughs> India, retired, uh, no! at the end of last year. And end of last year? At the, actually, it was in, like, March. Uh, Ajay, Ajayaram, AJ, AJ, months ago. Ajay, the most Ajay notable Jayaram. retirement of the last year, quite honestly. Uh, AJ Jayaram, uh, Ajay, congratulations. Jay Ajayi, the Boise State grad. Yeah. He's long retired. Congratulations, Ajay, Ajay, Ajay. What a career. Um, the Unwritten Rule broke this news. The Tom Brady bet. Best thing we learned this week. Tyler Lyons, uh, Hell of a career, man. You know, I don't know great end. Is. He was a pitcher Wait, for the Cardinals, for the Cardinals Yankees. Yankees. Uh, left-handed reliever. He retired. He's now an insurance broker in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Per the unwritten rule. Per the unwritten rule. Uh, my best thing I learned, Gareth Bale, also retired. actual, like, player people know. Though. Welsh Welsh legend. Uh, played, like, I know who Gareth won, Bale is. Won the Champions League with Real Madrid a couple times. He scored against the U.S. in the World Cup. He also scored against Liverpool several times and made me sad. But he retired, so good riddance. Good riddance, indeed. The U.S. Uh, had to work extra hard to get into the next round. <laughs> no joke of the week. We got three ratios. I'm going to make them quick. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen this already after the Eagles won the NFC Championship. Uh, the Empire uh, State Building tweeted, Fly, Eagles, fly. fly. We're going green and white in honor of the Eagles' NFC Championship victory. It's not as bad as it was, but it's now up to 16.3 quote tweet. No, thousand quote that? tweets. And I think they do it for 40,000 likes. They, they changed it to red for the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they do it for like almost... Like, all the sports now. It's not just football. I didn't see Regardless. it. Emerald green and blue for the Seahawks. Go back. What next one? They didn't have lights back then. Uh, LSU. Oh, my gosh. You know, I have just hate to be a... Cooked. Yeah, LSU basketball. I got to find the the latest numbers on it. Did click they delete the, it? No. Click the click the reply to it. Okay, I got it. Uh, 1,100 replies. 1,127. Uh, 303 likes. And... 57 quote tweets on them tweeting, final from Columbia, 
when they lost to the Mizzou Tigers. Uh, or the new the, Auburn. One of my pictures, <laughs> one of uh, my tweets got used in a meme. I'm very proud. It was the one, the of, ben, buckets, the one yeah. of Ben Sternberg chilling in the chilling. Um Another one. Andrea Catherine. Oh, yeah. Andrea Catherine. Embarrassing to Mizzou alums everywhere. Mizzou students shouldn't be singing and yelling profanities at athletic events. Oh, Lord. Uh, ban Mr. Brightside and ban wait, students wait. from chanting FKU at uh, Desiree Reed Francois. 88 quote tweets, 13 likes. Most of those are probably trolls. And 267 comments. She didn't reply to a single person. Wow. Um, so sad. Mr. Bright, that whole thing has made has kind of gotten Mizzou some ra- national recognition. So uh, don't do that, Desiree. Yeah, don't Keep please do not listen to Andrea Catherine. Old Desiree. lady yells at cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, all right, we'll go to break. We got Martez Manuel on the other side. Great interview. Stick around. You're going to want to listen to it. Uh, it is 3:27 here in Columbia. Back in just a moment on the Unwritten Rule. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We just got done with quick hits. We, we breezed through it because we were really excited to roll into this interview. Um, super special guest. We're excited for this one. Uh, former MU safety and current NFL draft draft prospect. Um, we're super excited to have him on, Martez Manuel. Uh, Martez, welcome to the Unwritten Rule. First first MU football player on. We're, we're excited to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for uh, inviting me to be on the show. Of course. Pleasure, pleasure. Is the weather better in Georgia than it, than it has been? It was cold today in yes, Columbia. That is the- oh, yeah. Uh, right now I'm outside, actually. It's a sunny 60 degrees. It feels okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 degrees yeah, here, it man. Is, it, is, it is bitter. Bitter uh, up here. <laughs> yeah, they have bird factors <laughs> high. Um, so, yeah. So, Martez obviously played, you know, spent a bunch of seasons here at Mizzou. Had a, had a good season last year. Great uh, MU defense in general. So, you know, first question off the bat. Just for you, you know, being down in Georgia training, getting ready for the draft, you know, what have you been learning just in general about the NFL draft process and stuff so far? Things you maybe haven't been expecting um, and maybe some of your better experiences. I know you've, you've met a couple pros, former pros in, in your process. So yeah. Far. So, um, yeah, in my time down here in Georgia, I've, uh, I've learned a lot. You know, I, I, one big thing that's not even related to football that I just want to touch on is I've learned, like, how to be by myself. Um Growing up, I've, I've always had a bunch of siblings who I've lived with. And um, even when I was back in Columbia, I have a girlfriend of three years and we actually lived together. So um, so I, I've always really had somebody around. But here, like now, I've been here for about 10 weeks and, you know, I'm I'm really just by myself. And I've kind of learned to, like, you know, get to know me and, you know, do things by myself and just kind of be by myself. So that's something that I feel like was really important. Um, but as far as the NFL goes, man, it's it's such a crazy process and something that, I've never experienced, obviously, but like the the way that you have no control over anything, you know, like like you have control over the way you play in college and uh, your test day on pro day. Like that's about it. You know, the rest is, you know, in God's hand and in the, in the scout's hand. So it's kind of just like a, a real thing because there's a lot of things in life where, you know, you kind of have to just control what you can control and let the rest be fate. So, you know, I'm out here working as hard as I can and putting my best foot forward. And uh, I'm just just going to apply myself the most I can. You know, looking at what you've been working on, uh, you know, this winter, have you kind of like heard anything back from some teams that might be interested or maybe some scouts about, you know, what they like about your game and what else you probably just need to work on? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Well, so I've, you know, talked to uh, talked to a few teams. My agent mostly does all the talking to them. I'm not really going to name them just because I don't want to I don't know if I'm allowed to do that either. But 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 I've definitely talked to a few teams. they, they, they told me that they like, you know, they, they say I'm a unique prospect because I'm not just a normal safety. I'm a safety that can play in the box and play like a linebacker, a safety that can come off the edge. And they told me that my that my skill set is kind of something that's harder to find now. They said, you know, with the game, with the way that the game is evolving, uh, a lot of DBs in general don't want to tackle these days. They want to just, you know, be cute and uh, run around and catch interceptions. But they said that it's hard nowadays to find safeties who are willingly able to engage blocks and make tackles in the backfield, but also still show their versatility on the back end and coverage. So uh, that's something they found is unique to me. They said that 
Um, a big part of my draft process is going to be my pro day, and they want to see me uh, test good and run fast, and that can skyrocket my draft stock. So that's kind of what I'm working towards right now. Uh, Martez, you kind of touched on it already there, uh, but this past season, I mean, you shifted from more of that traditional safety spot to playing more of the star position. Um, mm-hmm. You were basically just an extra linebacker sometimes, another yeah. edge rusher, um, and it kind of just showed that you were willing to move wherever you were needed. Um, and would you be willing to do that uh, in the NFL as well if you were asked to maybe like even play special teams or something like that? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's a big deal to me personally. Um, I, I've always like I feel, I feel like that's a big reason why my teammates voted me captain two years in a row for Mizzou is I've always been a team player. Like I'm not I'm not one of those players who's going to say I play this position and you guys got to deal with it. Like wherever my team needs me, I'm willing to go. So um, if I was able to do that at the college level for free, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm damn sure they're willing to do it at the at the pro <laughs> level for a bunch of money. So, uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm willing I'm I'm willing to play anywhere. I'm willing to help the team however I can. Special teams, you know, I played um, honestly my first three years at Mizzou. I didn't really play much special teams, but this year I put a lot of special teams on tape uh, willingly and didn't really miss a rep or ask for a sub ever. So, um, I'm definitely willing to play special teams and just do whatever I can do to to be able to play at that level because, you know, that's that's a huge honor in general. And once I get there, it's going to be a big blessing, but um, I'm not going to let off the gas, and I'm going to keep working, try to be the best. Speaking of those transitions, you, you talked about there in the first answer about, you know, moving to Georgia and, you know, these new beginnings. But I remember specifically you talked about, you know, getting away from Columbia, seeing the world. You've been yeah. here your whole life, middle school, yeah. high school. It, you feel homesick at all? Like, have you been back, or are you just, you, you just uh, glad to be out there? Uh. Uh, people sick, I'd say. I like to say people sick. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really missing the 12 degree weather and the, <laughs> in the, in the town of Columbia, but I do miss a lot of the people there that, you know, I have genuine connections with. Um, I, you know, it's one thing to text them and catch up over the phone, but it's a whole nother thing when you can, you know, embrace your loved ones and stuff like that. So definitely people sick. I miss I miss people that, you know, have been a part of my journey since the eighth grade. And, you know, once this is all done, I can't wait to go back and embrace them. But uh, honestly, like, uh, I, you know, we have weekends off down here. and We even get like a break at the halfway point. And, you know, uh, my family's talked to me about coming back home. But uh, honestly, just um, being honest, I feel like it'd be harder to leave again because it was so hard to leave my loved ones the first time. So I think I'd rather just stay down here and keep working and, you know, just take these uh, 10 weeks that I have to train, you know, to use to my best of my ability. And then I can come back. And once I embrace those people again, I don't have to leave them one more time. So, yeah, I think that I think that's valid. I like what you said too, about with your, your willingness to play multiple positions, just to, you know, and, and getting paid for that reminded me of the, the Anthony Edwards bit when they were asking him about all the sports he plays and he just said, yeah. whatever, if there's, as long as there's some money involved, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that's right. the, that's, that's the easiest mentality. That's, that's awesome. Um, and, and, you know, in in spirits of getting away from Columbia, obviously you've spent a lot of time in the SEC. So, you know, when you were, were traveling, I'm kind of curious. Obviously, the SEC, you know, fan bases and, and, and culture and all that stuff can get pretty wild with football. I'm curious, like, with your time with Mizzou, you know, did you ever go on, like, a road trip? What's maybe, like, the, the wildest thing you saw on, like, a road trip with Mizzou, whether it's from, like, a fan base or another team? Um, oh, you know, boy. anything comes to mind. Yeah. So I I think I, I have two that come to mind and they're both kind of, but no, they're actually not. So I have two that come to mind. The first one was that they're both from this season actually, but the first one was um, we went to Kansas state um, and the night before when we get into town, we always go to the field and uh, there was like somebody there. I'm pretty sure they worked for the stadium, but we're all on the field, like having like our player only meeting and stuff like that, talking like on their game field. And then there's just somebody ripping f bombs at us from the stadium, from like, from like, from like the upper deck of the stadium, and it was like the craziest thing ever. And then after, like, um, you know, after we got done with our meeting or whatever, and then we, we kind of let them have it back. You know, we weren't afraid to, to voice ourselves. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was crazy because that I feel like that it, to be in the stadium the night before the game, it had to be somebody who worked at Kansas State, which right. is crazy. You don't you don't really think that that'd be somebody, you know, somebody in their staff who would do that. But anyways, and then the second one was uh, we played at Tennessee this year. The moment we got off the buses to head to the locker room on game day, there were like five like uh, guys just right outside our buses just heckling the heck out of us. And I couldn't really hear them, 
because um I you know I always have my headphones on locked right. in before the game but but I could my some of my teammates were like engaging with them and like it was just so crazy to me like the fan base is crazy that the fact that one they know where we get off the buses at to go into the locker room but two <laughs> they're waiting there for us to to to, to talk trash so uh, the SEC is definitely you know this is you get the best of Southern hospitality, you know, uh, you're going to get the best, <laughs> the best fans and the most uh, diehard fan bases. So you, you got to love it and you got to embrace it. Definitely. I definitely just embracing it. I definitely thought you guys did a good job of that. I mean, just remembering that might've been the highlight of the season when you sacked Spencer Rattler and then took out the towel and did the oh, sandstorm yeah, dance good. in front of everyone. Um, oh yeah. That was, that was fun. I've always liked, uh, I always love playing South Carolina. Fun fact, actually, um, every time we've played South Carolina since I've been starting my sophomore year, I've had two quarterback hits. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> my sophomore year, we played there. I had two sacks, and then uh, my junior year, I had two. I had I had a forced fumble that didn't count in the first quarter because they said his arm was going for momentum, uh, like a strip sack. But mm-hmm. whatever, I still hit him. And then. <laughs> and then and then, and then later in the game, I actually had a real strip sack that uh, Trajan Jeffco recovered. And then my senior year, I sacked Spencer Radler, and then uh, I hit him and had a forced fumble on him earlier in the game as well. So I've always loved South Carolina because I know that I'm going to get some quarterbacks. Wow, they're in they're happy in the other Columbia that, that Martez is, oh, yeah, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, I mean, just back, just just going back to this past season uh mm-hmm. that your your guys you guys as a defense i mean you took a huge step forward um after having some struggles uh the year before uh what do you guys yeah, think sure. really was the biggest change that made it possible to turn into a unit that really was just flat out dominant at times yeah um well, I, th- I think there's two key components. One of them, I have to give credit where credit's due. We had uh, a very ingenious, um, a very, very genius uh, defensive coordinator in Blake Baker. Um, we're talking about a guy who came in and day first meeting established, you know, what our identity was going to be and really did a good job just being somebody that we felt like we could trust, like as players and somebody that we truly want to play hard for and, you know, work hard for. So uh, just got to give full credit to him. You know, he's a, one of the best coaches I've ever worked with and he's awesome. Um, and then another thing I would say is just uh, we, 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 we kind of learned that we, we can't be individuals out there. I feel like um, speak, speaking, I'm, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I'll say from my point of view, I'd say in the, in the 2021 season with Steve Wilkes, I feel like, we were kind of like being ourselves a little too much. Like we weren't really playing as a defense or as a team. We were kind of playing as, as, as our last names instead of playing for Mizzou, if that makes sense. And then I feel like when coach Baker came, like we, we, we had, uh, you know, we had coach Baker is the first defense I've ever been in where like every six plays you have new people coming on the field, rotating. And like it, and before that, you know, I, I never experienced something like that. And I thought, and it was kind of annoying at first, but then I realized, like, you have to kind of submit, like, your your reps even if that's possible for the good of the group because it, we'd rather have guys out there who have fresh legs and guys out there who've been out there 30 plays. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, kind of being all in and leaning into each other, I feel like is a big reason why we were so successful last year. And if uh, the captain's on the team this year and, you know, I know Coach Baker's going to do his thing, if they can recreate that, then they can have truly a special defense. Yeah, it was. I remember I spoke with you and Isaiah McGuire, who who you know is obviously joining you now in, in the professional process. And and for those just joining us, we're talking to former MU safety Martez Manuel. And you guys both you know spoke pretty heavily about that identity thing. And like it was very clear just in those interviews, like okay, this is going to be you know a, a, a different and a new kind of look defense that we saw with with just a new fire under them. And it was so fun just watching you guys like mm-hmm. take the take the field. Like we mentioned, some of the highlights of the season. It was it was it was it definitely worked for sure from a no, from a viewer's sure. perspective. Um, okay, turning back toward the pros thing, I've got a I've got a bit of a, a lighter one for you. So looking toward the NFL now, I want to know one player in the NFL you're looking forward to playing perhaps with the most if you could and against. Uh, obviously, you can't sack Tom Brady anymore. He bailed from the <laughs> yeah. league. You might have heard you were coming. I think that was why <laughs> um, he called it a career. But yeah, one player yeah. you're looking forward to playing with most uh, and against. Um. I mean, I, I would have to say, 
well, I, I can name two for the playing with, um, but they both play my position, but guys that I've looked up to since, you know, I was a freshman at Mizzou and kind of modeled my game after one being um, Tyron Matthew and uh, Buda Baker, you know, two guys that are true leaders on their team and carry themselves the right way in the public eye. And, you know, guys that, you know, it, it's hard to find guys. I feel like in the NFL where everybody's getting paid and you have to pay 18 games, like, it's hard to find guys that truly play hard and for the love of the game, every rep. And, you know, those are guys who like they, they do that exact thing. And I feel like that's a big part of my identity and a big part that's going to help me in this um, pre-draft process is there's not one play on film where I turn down a tackle or don't, I don't put my best foot forward. So um, those are definitely two guys I would love to learn from and play with um, play against. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not going to make any enemies before I even get there yet. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to make any enemies before I even get there yet. There isn't, like, anybody on my hit list, you know what I mean? But um, definitely looking forward to playing against guys like um, Trevor Lawrence, you know, guys who are, you know, I might have been in college with but never got to play because of the fact that they're in, like, a different conference than me. Um, just kind of exploring all the talent from all across the country, but I don't really have, like, any specific names where it's like, I want to get him, you know? That's fair, yeah. It's it's early yeah. it's early days. That, those those develop later. I will say, if you're, no, if you're modeling sure. it after Buda Baker, you I don't know if you want to be on the other end of a, a DK Metcalf interception. That that could be... Yeah, a, that's that true, that's true. That didn't end the best he might for catch me. A, he might catch me a little sooner, though. <laughs> uh, staying on the lighter side, Mark, uh, I saw you and uh, your former teammate Jelani Williams uh, kind of have a small debate on Twitter about your height that you read in an article. Oh uh, how tall are you? I am six foot. And <laughs> when I put when I put cleats on, I might even be six one. But uh, I, I do appreciate that person who made that article about me. That was really dope. But five ten is crazy. I haven't been five ten since maybe my freshman year of high school. That's a little <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, yeah, and Jelani. You you probably can look back on every tweet on my Twitter and you're going to see Jelani say something ridiculous to follow. <laughs> so it wasn't surprising. That's my dude, though. And I, he's, he's going to do great things at Kent State. Uh, Martez, uh, just staying kind of just looking towards the NFL draft uh, process still. Uh, are you going to be in, like, obviously the Senior Bowls this weekend, uh, but mm-hmm. there's a couple other ones, the Shrine or the Hula Bowl. Uh, yeah. Were you going to be in either one of those potentially? Uh, no, I'm not going to be in either one of those. Um, it, 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 it was, I mean, it was a thing where I, I, I haven't really got any calls about it. And also like um, talking to like my agents and them talking to scouts, they were kind of saying that, you know, it, it would be good for me to get in front of coaches yet yeah, those games. But at the same time, like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not one of the guys who are entering the draft this year who, maybe started a season or six games, you know, like I've been a consistent starter in the SEC for three years and they, they kind of just felt like that, you know, one more game on my resume would kind of risk hurting me, you know, with injuries and stuff like that more than it could potentially help me. You know, the, like a big thing with my game is teams know I can play hard. Teams know how I play. They just want to see me test and how I run, you know, that's going to be the biggest part of my uh, process. So no, I'm not going to be taking place in any of those all-star games. Okay, that ma- that makes sense for sure. Obviously, you've yeah. got a lot of tape out there already. Um, no, for sure. So, just one more for you. Uh, this past mm-hmm. season, I, Mizzou wore, gosh, just about a million helmets, uh, and uh, they debuted the new Tiger script ones and everything. You wore yeah. the Sailor Tiger. Which one of those was your favorite? Uh, I'm going to have to go the black tiger script with the gold face mask. Okay. I think okay. Uh, the one we wore against, against Arkansas. Arkansas I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was my favorite. I'm also a huge fan of the white with the gold face mask and the tiger script. Mm-hmm. The yeah, tiger was... script looked really clean this year. I hope they, I, I hope they keep doing that. I, I agree with that. A yeah. lot of people yeah. I, I know didn't like it. I absolutely loved it. It I was, thought it looked clean. Yeah. It was a very funny routine amongst all of us every like Thursday or whatever, whenever they would tweet out the new uniforms mm-hmm. and we, yeah. would, we would just evaluate and grade. Every <laughs> single like so we, we need to know the players thoughts as well oh yeah martez i just a quick one yeah. are you pro block m or are you anti block m <laughs> on the helmets uh i'm pro block m man i feel like it has a lot of history with it um i do feel like that people like mizzou fans tend to get a little too upset about it 100 yes. <laughs> like it's just 
it's just it's just the logo but i understand the legacy behind it but you know i see people on twitter like ready to go to blows behind a logo on a helmet which is crazy to me <laughs> yeah Mizzou fans it's a perfect are, logo Mizzou fans are like that about a lot of stuff as <laughs> yeah. Well. No, yeah for uh, sure. martez one more for you before we finish it out so we've had this debate on our show for a long time because when we started a couple years ago um the movie godzilla versus king kong was coming out and we would ask every guest uh who they who they thought would win or or is better the the superior monster so to speak uh what whose uh, team are you on hmm <laughs> personally i would have to go godzilla no yes yeah. Just because of the fact that he can be underwater, like that—that's—that's that's a huge plus. Also, like he—I don't think King Kong got shot down by planes. And Godzilla, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, he did. Godzilla <laughs> takes down Godzilla takes down entire cities. You know, so I gotta lean in that way. Great, great answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Correct answer. Yeah, King Kong won the latest movie. No, he, no, he did not. He won the movie. Godzilla <laughs> ran away. Oh, Literally Lord. swam away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, Martez, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, former MU Safety Martez Manuel, uh, you know, look for him on your on your draft boards and, and come draft day. And, and Martez, best of luck to you training down in Georgia and, and with everything else in the in the draft process. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you guys having me, and you guys have a good one. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. You as well. Uh, we'll send it to a quick break with that. It is 349 here in Columbia, back with the rest of the Unwritten Rule in just a second. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Uh, we just got done with a, a great interview with former MU Safety Martez Manuel. Uh, the show, just like all others, will be on Spotify. If you missed that, um, we'll post a couple uh, clips on Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get those sorted um, over the weekend and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I want to thank Martez again for coming on. Um, glad he's on the correct side of, of uh, the Godzilla Kong debate, too. More importantly. Shoot an apple he got it. Wow. He got it. Good job, Peyton. Good job. That was the best thing on the show today. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. definitely. Killed um, it. Yeah, Kenny, you're wrong again. By What's the way. wrong with With your Godzilla Kong, you're on the that wrong is, side. <laughs> he said he liked the block M, so we both win. <laughs> we both win. I love the block M. What I have always said, people are way too passionate about the block People do caps. get mad about the block Granted, caps, I am too. also passionate. No, he was said passionate just direction. in general about the logos on the helmets. Yeah. And so he's talking about you, Peyton. Well, you know what? He's correct. He subtweeted you too. on your own show. It's fair <laughs> enough. But you know Peyton, what? you can't let him do this to you. you Look good, play the... good. All right? Mizzou, they wear multiple uniforms. You might as well be passionate about them. <laughs> it's not like Alabama where you're like, Oh, are we red or white this week? White? All right, cool. Lame. Lame. Number, number. You're not a number helmet guy. No. <laughs> Fair put, enough. Put some pizzazz I hate on the, the helmet. I hate the uh, um, Detroit Lions when they don't have the logo on their helmets. Oh, and it's just like silver. silver. I don't helmet. like it. You have a really. I mean, their old uniforms look were so much better, anyways. Yeah, they they have a good logo. They need to. Their use logo it. is good. Yeah, they need yeah. to keep it. Uh, final couple minutes. Uh, Let's we, just talk about this. We can talk what. Talk about this game that I have a bad feeling about. Yeah, Peyton's got a bad feeling. We're going back yeah. to Mizzou men's basketball to end the show. Um, Tigers against Mississippi State this weekend. Tomorrow, in fact, 5 p.m. SEC Network. You can watch it. It is not a home game, so we unfortunately uh, do not have KCOU down there for it. But yeah, to Peyton's credit, Mississippi State given a 70.5% chance to win this game on ESPN. I don't see a line for it. I don't think there's it does, one. It'll come out I after the show. I believe Mississippi oh, okay. State will probably be a one-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a Mississippi State team that that is, is you know, they've had some struggles since starting, I think, like 11-0, and and they were ranked. They beat, like, Marquette, who's obviously very good. Um, you know, went over, I guess, Utah there as well, um, and then lost to Drake, and then they have not really been the same since. Have won their past two games in a row, however, including a win over a ranked TCU team. Um, so, you know, this is a team that can do some damage, especially at home. And you're yeah. worried, Peyton. Yeah, Mississippi State's, A, they're a absolutely dominant defense. Uh, that's the one thing Chris Johns has really gotten right so far. They don't have, they have one double-digit score on their team, I believe. But going on the road... Mississippi State's rowdy. 
I just think this is probably not a fantastic matchup. As we mentioned, Tolu Smith, um, pretty good. Uh, I believe Mississippi State may be the best offensive rebounding team in the conference, if not they're up there. Yeah. And Mizzou, uh, by Torvik, is the third worst team uh, in defensive rebounding, not in the conference, in the nation. They are 361 <laughs> out of 363. I think Mississippi State's going to have a lot of advantages going into this one. I don't think Mizzou will get blown out by any stretch, but I do think Mizzou's not a like 29-5 and team. I think this is a game they lose. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's some injuries lingering around, and Jack can talk about that real quick after this. But it's not as not as much as saying it's a trap game, but it's just a game that you're really just not going to swing Mizzou's way right now. And uh, they're coming off, you know, a good stretch. They beat Iowa State at home. I know Iowa State was a little bit down. LSU's one of the worst teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a year away from really getting back on track. But, Mizzou does not need this game. Yeah, it's not a needed game. And I think Mizzou's kind of proven that they can finish out the season. I think they might have another loss at, at Tennessee after this. I think that's kind Auburn. of— Auburn possibly that too. That Auburn game's going to be big. Yeah, because that Auburn's fraudy. To me. I will say, I just looking Sorry. at the stretch. Um, or yeah, go back to yeah, what you. Were it, that's what I'm saying. I just, yeah. I just think there's maybe one or two more games after this that you, you, you think about losing right. that you could lose. But I, I really think you, you should beat LSU on the road. Sure, yeah. it might look like a trap game, but you know you've proven that you can. Like, even the team might have a little bit more length. You're definitely going to beat them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I went through the schedule. Um, I think uh, they'd be just fine as long as they finish like five and four down the stretch. I think that still shoes you into the tournament pretty much. Twenty wins, yeah. Tournament teams. Um, the difference in whether this is a fine end of the season or really good end of the season, I think, comes down to if they can beat Mississippi State twice, uh, win all their games that they should win. That's like Mississippi, South Carolina. Mississippi State, those or uh, LSU rather, um, and if they could flip Auburn, I mean, if they can go into Auburn and grab that, that is massive for this team. Yeah, uh, injury updates like uh, Kenny said, no Trigamillion probably, uh, no and no Ronnie DeGray. <laughs> yeah, unwritten is sad. Do we have a? Never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Sad for Ronnie DeGray. He's out with a knee injury for at least a week. Per yeah. per Dennis. Per Coach Dennis. Uh, but, you know, promising results, and if they can get a win, I think that'll If show they some win real, tomorrow, that's huge. Real impressive versatility for a Mizzou team that's coming up against a conference-struggling Mississippi State side. But, uh, um, you know, they're in they're, they're a good team built to beat Mizzou, and yeah. that, that could cause problems. Uh, we got to end the show. It'll be on Spotify, like I said, with some clips on Twitter from our interview with Martez. Hope everyone enjoyed. Have a fun and safe weekend, and we will see you next Friday. And... Adiós.